0: are an innovative global company. We make some awesome products and they're installed all over the world and our operators know that if they're working on something they might be able to see it in their hometown or, you know, in in a in a in an amazing location around the world.
1: Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by Leah Brink, HR Recruiting and Pipeline Manager for Dactronics. We're going to hear about all the career opportunities Dactronics has to offer, the flexibility available in those positions, and the different roles that are currently available. And we're here today with Leah. Leah, how are you doing?
0: Great.
1: How are you? I'm pretty good. I have Matt Anderson here with me, just a heads up. Good morning. (laughs) Hi, Matt. There's Matt. (laughs) Hi. So Leah, it's been a uh, a couple episodes since we talked to you. I I was looking it up. We last talked to you on episode 24 back in July of 2019. So it's been a couple years there. Um, I'm sure some things have changed. So um, if you can give a refresher (laughs) of your position here with Actronics before we get started on everything else.
0: Well, I have uh, been with Dactronics now for 15 years, and I started my Dactronics career in customer service and uh, had some experiences in the service world and account management. Um, did a little bit of sales for service agreements, and then uh, moved over into our personnel department about nine years ago and have taken over the responsibility for recruiting for the company. So this is. Um, a large job, you know, Doctronics has a lot of different employees all over the country, all over the world. And uh, my role is really to think about the strategies that we use to build talent pipelines, to share our employment brand uh, with the outside world. And um, another component of my my role is our intern and student program. Mm -hmm. So that'll be something maybe we can get into a little bit later in the conversation, some of the details of that. Uh, but it's a great, a great position. And right now, of course, recruiting is kind of a hot topic. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and I'm thinking even with, you know, you've mentioned, I think you said nine years ago that you've been, when you switched over to kind of help out with personnel and recruiting. Um, you know, we we typically at Electronics always say fall is a busy time. Um, almost across the company, right? And it's also fair to say, right? Over the last year or two, things have, have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, everything with COVID last year, but just kind of you're, you're thinking back of like over the last nine years of the normal busyness of this time of year, like maybe just kind of run us through what is it? What is it like right now? Uh, trying to recruit?
0: Absolutely, and I think uh, with my role in recruiting, I have often thought of the fall busy season as kind of the time that we really organize and think about our campus job fairs and all of those things that we mm-hmm. do to recruit okay. students into that program. And so it kind of correlates to the busyness that we're feeling in our, in our business in the fall. And that is really driven by you know, our sports market and um, a rush to get products installed ahead of fall sports seasons. So over the years, Dactronics has always had uh, a practice of ramping up our capacity over the summer months in production so that we could um, more easily be able to produce all of the products that are needed to be installed by fall. And so we've traditionally increased that capacity during the the late spring and summer months in order to meet those demands. And so, yeah, we we had a pandemic, right? And yeah. so we had a very <laughs> abnormal 2020 um, <laughs> But this year, as we're going into 2021, we have been—I um, guess—Dectronics has been hiring since early 2021, and we kind of turned on that that spigot again after some some months of not aggressively hiring, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we ramped up really quickly, and then it's been just a race ever mm-hmm. since. And so we have um, we have a number of openings and. We have been focused on trying to help our production um, operations have the capacity that they need to meet the demands of our customers. And of course, we, uh, we are doing everything possible to to ensure that that machine runs well. So we're still seeing busy season, our our capacity that we would usually add in the summertime. By this time of the year, in a normal year, and I use air quotes to say normal, right? but in a normal year, we would have kind of slacked off of our extra production capacity by this time of the season. That demand would have kind of um, diminished by now, and that's not the situation that we're in right now. So we actually are still trying to, to bring on people for temporary and part-time and uh, seasonal production roles, as well as full-time roles to help us keep building uh, displays and getting products shipped out to customers.
2: And I'm thinking, going back to where you said, you know, normally, again, now I'm using air quotes, normally Normally, um, the (laughs) the fall time is when you're doing these campus shows and things like that. So I have kind of a two-parter question. One was um, last year. So was there a lot of virtual uh, job fairs that we did? And then the second part is how have they been going this year? Is it nice to, I mean, obviously nice to get out and see people in person, right?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, many programs and many schools were able to pivot pretty easily to an online platform for job fairs. Mm. And that was good to see. And that was made possible by, um, you know, campuses uh, using software platforms like Handshake is a is a very popular one that many college campuses use across the United mm. States. And that kind of underpins their, career services software, and that's where employers post jobs. But the Handshake platform allows employers some different access um, ability to reach students, reach out to students, message with students, some things like that, that have really made it easier uh, for them to try to host events online. And so there have been a few different experiments that we've done. We have participated in several virtual events, and some of them work better than others just due to the software, the ease of being able to facilitate kind of what you would do in an in-person job fair, which is a series of really short, you know, micro conversations with people. <laughs> um, You're trying to mimic that behavior in a virtual environment. And what we found during um, last academic year, the 2020-2021 academic year, most schools only did virtual events. And those (laughs) virtual events were really successful. I mean, students registered. They were there. They were participating. That was good. But then we've now moved into kind of a hybrid Point in time where some events are in person and some events are virtual, or a campus might choose to host two job fairs—one that is in person, one that is virtual—for the same students, essentially. Um, and now, so what we're noticing in in those cases when they have both options, now we're not seeing as many participants in the virtual environments, <laughs> okay.
1: um,
0: which it seems to seems to mean that students, if they have a choice maybe are preferring to, to go in person to some of those events. Um, but I think it's nice to have both options. It's certainly, yep. virtual recruiting is certainly helpful when you're trying to um, reach out to campuses or experience the talent that's available on a campus, uh, from the safety of your home office, right? <laughs> right. No, no travel costs or, um, no things to bring and pass out and, and all of that sort of thing. <laughs> so it streamlined some operations, uh, I think for, for recruiting, but, um, you know, the, the jury's still out on how effective it's going to be long-term and what, what is actually going to change, um, as a result of these
1: last couple of years. Right, and you mentioned a handshake platform and working with universities and you're able to actually message with the students themselves and, or get in contact with them. It makes me think of the career service centers on campus. Like when I was graduating, they they would do that to help build resumes and help you try oh, and get, yeah. get a, applications out there for jobs. It sounds like it's, you know, as things evolve, you know, I graduated from college more than 10 <laughs> years ago. So yeah. things have changed, obviously. They're, they're making those digital things available to help, even more with direct contact with Mm -hmm. potential employers. So, One, I just thought it was cool to hear that and and hear that that's an option, especially with what happened last year with things not being in person a lot. You could still connect digitally and and still have that experience. That was really kind of cool to hear. And then you mentioned uh, they're starting to come back and more people are coming to the in-person things. And I think that kind (laughs) of leads into what we've been seeing kind of on even the the live events side of things where where the the pent-up demand and people coming back in in droves, right, Matt?
2: Yeah, it was was like we were saying earlier was... um, you know, people, we had, I wouldn't say we hoped, we knew people would come back to sporting events when they started back up. But to this amount is what you would hope for because we've, we were talking earlier, you know, there's some customers we have that had no problem selling out prior to COVID, but we're hearing reports of just, you know, attendance and sports games. I think even from high school all the way up to professional, some of them are way above the 2019 levels just because people want to be there. So it's, it's kind of to add into the what you said already, Lee. Is the is the busy time of fall, mm-hmm. where it's even busier right now because there are just so many more people out and about going to these events. And I think yeah. you kind of mentioned it was a two part. Maybe we'll start with the first one though. Was you know service and manufacturing are obviously two different areas that this affects. So I want to know if maybe you could just talk to us a little bit about our service teams and how they're gearing up to to meet this demand.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and because Dactronics has a lot of different product types and customer types, um, you know, we're we're kind of talking about the sports cycle here and how that impacts our service teams, um, but pre- predominantly, it is uh, increased activity that is necessary to get these sites ready for their fall sports, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's preventative maintenance that needs to occur. There are systems checks that need to happen. Um, In some cases, customers are getting new products installed. You know, Mm -hmm. all of this work that needs to to be done so that we can ensure seamless operation when the big lights come on and when the the events are happening. So what that means for Dactronics service personnel is increased demand for both of our technical services services Side of things, the the individuals that are doing technical troubleshooting over the phone, mm-hmm. um, and then also our our services coordinators, our business operations coordinators, who are really the linchpins of the entire service kind of organization. They're they're managing customer requests. They're making sure things are getting done, they're communicating with the customer. they are that communications point with our amazing customers and it's complex. Dactronics um, customer service, our, our products, our systems are massive in some cases, and so uh, doing service is a complex position uh, at Dactronics, and so these are highly skilled individuals who um, who are needed to to help in those areas and so we do have a number of uh, openings in our business operations coordinator team, and then we're also hiring technical support engineers who, are, who I mentioned earlier, primarily remote troubleshooting, uh, that they do technical service work over the phone. The other component that we're really focusing on right now would be our field service engineers, and these are individuals that have to live in different geographies around the United States because um, what, they, what their roles are is to sometimes work on site on customer products mm-hmm. in person. And then occasionally they're also doing some remote troubleshooting work, like from a home office, uh, but primarily they're on site in customer sites. And so when we try to hire a field service engineer, I'm going to use Atlanta, Georgia, as an, an example right now. We're trying to hire someone in Atlanta, and that person's responsibility would be to care for the customers kind of in that local territory, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so those roles are. You know, they do require a person to actually be in the geography that we're looking for. Um, And so we have a number of openings there in the field service engineering organization. And uh, we can talk more about those um, if you'd like as well. Uh, Otherwise, we have several metros that we're looking for. Um, Atlanta, I mentioned, Cincinnati, Ohio. We're looking in uh, the Minneapolis area, and the Twin Cities. Mm. Um, We've got Houston, Texas. We're looking for Vegas, uh, Louisville, Kentucky and uh, Richmond, Virginia. So we've got some options there. Uh, so if anyone, <laughs> anyone is listening to this, uh, whenever <laughs> yeah. this airs, uh, who might be interested in, in these types of roles, we definitely have those available. What we are looking for is someone with a bachelor's degree in a technical field who has some experience working on site with technical products. So that's primarily um, primarily the qualifications. And then, of course, we want those individuals to also be excellent communicators, because Field service engineers essentially serve as a Dactronics representative on site, and they, mm-hmm. they represent the face of Dactronics to the customers when they are on site. And so, it is a customer-facing position. It's an important role, um, very complicated as well, and no two days are alike. I mean, these <laughs> these folks are uh, very uh, very individually motivated and able to kind of shift gears and manage multiple priorities, um, and uh, they do so very well but they need help. So again, <laughs> anyone yep. listening can find more details about these jobs on our, on our website and dactronics.com slash jobs.
1: Yep. We will definitely get that link in the show notes. And there's just a, a few of those openings that you mentioned and in, in a, a whole bunch of different places. So if, if you're interested, definitely yeah. um, follow up with that link. Um, but those were service related jobs we were talking about. Uh, maybe we shift gears a little bit and talk more on the manufacturing side. Do we have um, some openings in that area or what are, what are those roles we're looking to fill.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, just to kind of reiterate, you know, we, uh, we're we in a position right now where we might not typically be hiring as aggressively for, for production workers as we are, but we do have needs uh, for the reasons that we mentioned earlier, of course, the, the pent-up demand for our products um, and then just, you know, the reality that people are, you know, some customers probably delayed expenses and, you know, now they're coming out and, and ready to um, buy again. Dactronics has three primary factories in the United States where our products are assembled. And those factories are in Brookings, South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and Redwood Falls, Minnesota. And in all three locations, we are hiring full-time or part-time or seasonal or temporary production workers in a variety of different roles. And so I can talk a little bit about what some of those positions are. Um, But one thing I also want to note is that our production teams have been really trying hard to provide some flexibility in the different shift options that we have available, the different schedule options that someone might want to work. We know that workers in America today, you know, the flexibility is a hot topic and Mm -hmm. people want more control over their time and things like that. Um, Some people really love having, you know, a fixed schedule and they know exactly what hours they're working week week to week. And some people don't love that so much. And so a challenge for, for a production team is to figure out, you know, how can we maybe accommodate both types of workers? And so we've done some creative things with Opening different shifts, you know, um, like a weekend shift is a good example. We have options for people who would want to work, 12-hour shift, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And have that be a full-time position. And then hmm. they have Monday through Thursday off and they can, you know, do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, so That might be a great option for someone who is looking, you know, maybe caring for, for children during the week or, or going to school or something like that. There are, there are just some options there. Um, we also have in our part-time roles, we have a difference between a part-time status or a flex status. And so with this part-time status, um, that would be kind of this fixed schedule, 24 hours a week. Um, Individual maybe has some, um, you know, they can weigh in on which which hours those would be and and that sort of thing. Uh, But that would really give that person um, what we would consider our part-time benefits, which would be uh, paid time off accrual and then half pay for company holidays. But we also have a flex status, which would allow an individual to come on board and do some work but it would be fewer than 24 hours a week and it might flex you know, down uh, or up depending on what is needed. And so that's a good option for someone who is just looking to you know, pick up some extra money here and there. And so again, we're we're trying to lean into the themes of flexibility and, and offer people who are interested in Dactronics production work a lot of options in terms of the work that they would do and the time and place that they would do that work within those three factories. So yeah, what are some of the jobs? Well, uh, we have assemblers, of course, Mm -hmm. and in a production environment, an assembler is someone who is going to be essentially putting products together. And at Daktronics, sometimes we will talk about electronic assembly, and that's where our operators would be actually putting together the piece parts that would make up The building block of all of our displays, what we call a module. Mm -hmm. So those assemblers are working to to create those modules. And then sometimes assemblers are in final assembly, and then they would be putting together all of those components. So taking all of the modules and then uh, kind of finishing off the the displays. So that's one option we have. We have, um, We have shipping and receiving. We have painters. We have inventory clerks. These are maybe less common roles. Uh, but when we have those open, they're very crucial and maybe a note about painting people might think, why do you need to paint? <laughs> and so, <laughs> right. Dextronics actually, we have, uh, some outdoor displays, right. And, and indoor displays too, but, um, the, the paint and the coating that goes on those outdoor displays is very important and has to be carefully done. And it's kind of a similar process to maybe like automotive painting. Um, and so that's a, a pretty technical role, um, but uh one thing I should say too is all of our production positions the requirement to to be considered for those options is basically to have a high school diploma or GED and be 18 years of age. And there are some other there are some other um, requirements we would say too, but those are the primary ones. And so what that means is anyone can be qualified and we will train any interested person on the work. So a okay. uh, person does not have to come to Dactronics with production experience. It's nice to have, and we like to see that, of course, and that's mm-hmm. relevant experience, but it's not, it's not necessary. We would provide all necessary training uh, to anybody who's interested. In, in our Redwood Falls plant in Minnesota, we, we have positions called material handlers and metal assemblers, uh, similar, again, to what I described earlier with assembly. Uh, essentially, you know, these employees are Working on production flow lines, and they are um, working in conjunction with the uh, machines on the flow line to produce whatever component that line is creating. And so, essentially, that's the role of production at Dactronics. Um, but you know, what's what's really great about it is at Dactronics, our employees really do enjoy, you know, a team focused environment. Everybody is friendly. Everybody is helpful. Everybody works together. And we also have really state of the art manufacturing facilities. We have beautiful, clean, organized Climate-controlled facilities, um, and I just make a note about climate control. Once in a while, those doors go open and shut, and things you know,
1: <laughs> get hotter, yeah. or colder.
0: But in general, in many places, um, it's a it's a it's a comfortable environment. Um, and then you know, for those who are really interested in the stability of a stable work schedule, we can offer that. The other thing that people really like about working at Dactronics in production is that we are an innovative global company. We make some awesome products and they're installed all over the world and our operators know that if they're working on something they might be able to see it in their hometown or you know in in a in, a, in an amazing location around the world and so that's pretty great. You know, when you're, when you're working in manufacturing, it's really awesome to be able to turn on the TV and, and see the fruits of your labor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, every, every football game, every event you attend with your kids in another town, you might see electronic scoring and timing equipment. Um, it's, it's just a neat thing we have a neat product and the people that uh, that work together to to put it together um, are are really amazing and we would love to welcome more team members
1: so, <laughs> right right we're, hiring we're, in
0: all three of those locations
1: yeah we are we are hiring so uh go to the the website dactronics.com backslash jobs and and see what's available in a lot of these that that leah's talked about and she covered so many different things that we kind of want to go back to with, with yeah. a few thoughts on some of these like you talked about the flexible sure. scheduling and, and even training. Once you're on site, you don't have to have a lot of that experience. And and for training, you were talking about the painting booth and to, to clarify, it's not like painting a house, right? It's <laughs> yes. going to be a little bit different. Right. You won't have a paintbrush <laughs> in your hand and, and worried about that, but um, right. there will be yeah. training on how the painting process works and, and how to, to do that specific job. And, and like Matt, Matt, you had a thought on it that. It was that? like,
2: it was like painting is too, is, is like, I think you're hinting at it too, is that it's it's also a very important part of it because we always joke, right, like an auburn orange has to be an auburn orange. Right, or like, target red. Yeah, it can't just be orange. Like right. So it's like a painting is a lot more than you think, and it is very important that it shows up looking like the brand of whatever company or right. school it's going to. Because
1: if you think the scoreboard, they can pick what color they want for some of those scoreboards yep. if they customize to a certain level. They want the correct color that fits their brand mm-hmm. put in their, in their arena or in their football field or you know, wh- wherever they want their marquee, they, they want that to match their branding. Yep. And so painting is a very important part as well.
2: And Leo, we t- keep talking about the flexibility of, of some of these positions. Um, are there any out there that are a work from home option as well?
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that question. Uh, the the services role I talked about earlier, the business operations coordinator position, mm-hmm. we have found that our team is able to successfully be 100% remote. And so actually that is a, a home office role that would be open to anyone in any geography in the United States. So definitely a home office opportunity there, which is a really um popular option right now again because the world has changed a bit, right? But yeah, yep. business operations coordinator is a home office position.
2: Um and then the the yeah. flexible scheduling you're talking about, I had, I had written down and made me not, not even think of it this way is that, you know, there's you talked about flexibility just in the world today is obviously a buzz. Yeah. Buzz concept for anyone working remotely from home, whatever it is, what hours they choose. But that also, you know, for students cuz like mm-hmm. you said usually this type of stuff happens in the summer which unless they're taking summer classes, hours don't need to be as flexible, but now all of a sudden students, they're looking for some extra money and have classes that are going on here in the fall can still benefit from that flexibility, not just from this new world war, but almost any year that you'd have this because mm-hmm. it's fall, they're busy, they're in classes and they still have an opportunity to apply and work in these areas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is also something that we're doing differently this fall we have kept open this um, uh, production shift in our Brookings location. That is uh, Monday through Thursday, four thirty to nine thirty p.m. There you go. shift, and so that's a twenty-hour a week uh, commitment. And this is actually interesting because more than ten years ago, Dactronics used to have uh, evening production shifts, and very commonly they were held by SDSU students in the yeah. Brookings area. Yes. Um, and then we've, we moved away from that for a variety of reasons, um, and we've really focused our student pipeline work on being these roles that are, you know, directly applicable to the students' majors and their career developmental types of professional, pre-professional positions and we didn't really focus much on offering the SDSU student population opportunities to join our teams in production and that's that's now changed again right so we're we're offering that shift and we are promoting it to SDSU students because we do know that with the pipeline roles that we have and the opportunities in our business and creative and engineering areas um you know that's not a fit for every single major or program um, or GPA that students might have, right? And so mm-hmm. this allows us to provide uh, an employment option that is a nice schedule for a college student with competitive pay, and um, they don't have to really think about it other than, you know, they go in and they do the work and then they leave. So um, it's a great option for students that way too, who are just looking to pick up some some uh, hours and uh, earn some money and get some experience. It's also a great idea for students Anybody that's interested in engineering and technical work, uh, if, if you want to be a design engineer, manufacturing engineer, electrical engineer, it's really helpful to actually see and experience how those ideas yeah. get put together, right? And so, um, what we found too is that over the years, if we've had, um, we have a number of full time engineers working at Dactronics who worked in production as students and so they they really did benefit from that experience and we're thinking that some students might be able to to do that now as well uh, maybe students who are a little bit too young or just getting started at scsu not quite ready for our for our pipeline roles working in production would be a great way to get started and get some experience and learn some things in the process
2: absolutely and i'm, th- I'm thinking back to even sometimes leah that both you and i have gone and talked in front of classes even when we- It's never too early to talk about either resume building because it's, you know, you're talking about you can be 18 years of age coming in, freshman. And let's say you are looking to get into one of those fields and you start doing something like this. It can only help you in classes maybe later on, but then also thinking this may look better than some other jobs that would have nothing to do with what your major is going to be. And then it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, we do that. And then also benefiting from learning from that. And we can jump into this topic maybe here, too, if you wanted to, is. This is also a reason why when we have our internships, we have them go on the line as a part of the internship as well and help out in manufacturing because they're going to be doing demos, they're going to be doing things all over the country, they're going to be working on stuff, selling product, and the more hands-on kind of knowledge they have that just benefits them in whatever they're going to do afterwards.
0: And normally at this again, no, there's that word again. Normally, normally this time of year, I would be really, really heavily focused on recruiting for interns and student roles, and that would be a big chunk of my time. And right now, I'm I'm still I'm still turned pretty heavily towards our production roles and whatnot. But what we're doing right now for our students and interns, we have several student positions that are available in the Brookings area. Uh, primarily, will be filled by SDSU students, maybe some students from Dakota State University DSU that's down the road. Um, A couple other types of um, students in the area might might qualify as well, but Uh, Not as many openings there. We have an opening for an analyst student. We have openings for business students. And these are pretty generic titles because what, what we do is we try to welcome folks into these roles, and then we align them with several different opportunities within the organization during the course of being an employee. So a business student Will' do a lot of different things and be exposed to a lot of the different core functions of how a business like ours operates, you know whether that's uh, uh, product quoting and and customer service and you know all of those types of things they'll get exposure mm-hmm. to. We also have an engineering and technical student role, which is similar to the business student in the sense that it's broad we would welcome a variety of majors into that, including electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, um, computer science or computer or software engineering, um, civil engineering, and uh, electronics engineering technology is another popular degree. Um, And so we're looking for those types of people and then we would find opportunities for them inside the company to work alongside the full-time professionals in in those areas. We have opening for a project management student, which is also a really, really important role at Dactronics with a lot of complexity, and um, it's a great experience for somebody who might want to be a full-time project manager in the future. So we have that. And then we have a structural design student, and that one is pretty specific. We are looking for a civil engineering major uh, for that one. And and these are kind of, again, what I would say in our sort of local market, uh, corporate headquartered community of Brookings, South Dakota, but our intern program does allow us to recruit more broadly across the nation, and for our interns, we are Kind of uh, split right now. We have opportunities in sales, and then we have opportunities in engineering. Um, and so on the sales side of things, and Matt, you're familiar with this. You mm-hmm. you were a sales intern back in the day. <laughs> back in the right day, yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. 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 So you know how this this. This role works, but our sales interns are really instrumental in helping our sales teams deliver product demonstrations in the field. And so that's really important work that they do. And they get to, they get to see the country and they get to learn so much about the sales process. They get to observe a lot of different people uh, doing their sales work. And so they can form some opinions and, and thoughts about that, which is really great. And uh, then on the engineering side of things, um, we have options in firmware, hardware design, which is probably going to be an electrical engineering major. Uh, We have manufacturing engineering and mechanical design internships, Um, tends to be mechanical engineering majors or industrial engineering majors. And uh, we also have a software design internship as well. And I should tell you that our internships function like a co-op. Uh, which is a longer format, seven-month-long internship. Mm. So we would describe that as it's going to be a full summer, and then it's going to be the semester either before or after that summer. Mm. And we tend to recruit um, upperclassmen, juniors and seniors, or recent grads into those internships, because for us, these internships really function like that first professional position position getting your foot in the door, um, they are important roles. They will do actual work. They will have actual responsibilities and, uh, really can help students understand what they want to do mm-hmm. in their future career. So, uh, so that's what we're looking for juniors and seniors, um, for a seven month long commitment, you would, you would, uh, in some cases relocate to one of our communities for, uh, for those internships uh, on the engineering side of things, because it is kind of important that they're they're located around the areas where we do have our testing equipment and our mm-hmm. uh, supervisors and some of that. But on the sales side, we have a lot more options for locations. So we are hiring sales interns to be based at our corporate office in Brookings, but we are also looking for individuals in San Antonio or Houston, Texas. We're looking for Phoenix, Arizona, Madison, Wisconsin, and also Charleston, South Carolina. So if anyone on this podcast is listening and has um, a niece or a nephew or someone that you know in one of those areas, a college student who might be interested in an internship, um, have them get in touch with us. and. Uh, it's it's such a good experience, and maybe Matt, maybe you want to talk about how how your internship experience turned you, molded you into the full time <laughs> professional you are today, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. you're that Justin full time professional. That's a lot me, to live up but, to, right um, there. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you said the the foot in the door is definitely one of my big takeaways because I I did the internship after I graduated from college, um, and then use that time right to. You do a lot of variety of different things. You meet people from all over the company. But the benefit I think I had from already graduating was that, okay, you got your foot in the door and you could, I think I left maybe a month early of my internship for a full-time position. So there's this different things, either it can help you off if you're in school. I think I've heard from friends of mine that were still in school when they did it with me, they went back in and now like some of their classes were easier or they knew how to do other things because they got this hands-on experience. And that was their big takeaway afterwards. And mine was just this, I got to do, I got to test out all the different, I would say products or markets. So regardless where I took my full-time position and I had some amount of knowledge of all the different corners of the company, having to help out with like mm-hmm. the services department for a while, which I can't remember. I can't remember if I worked on some projects with you, Leah, but I know there's a bunch of service things that I had to do. And then there was a whole bunch of like billboard training I had to do, sports stuff, spectacular stuff. So... I love being able to see all the different areas of the company and then being able to use that to get my foot in the door and get a full time position.
1: Right. And and I completely missed getting my foot in the door. I didn't take an internship or work as a student. And now that I've worked here for 15 years, almost, (laughs) I understand like the students that we worked with or the interns that we worked with and all the hands on experience they got Mm -hmm. before they were even looking for full time employment or before they had graduated. There was so much that they benefited from that I really felt like I missed out on because <laughs> I didn't work uh, as a student or intern at the company before um, being hired full-time. It's so just like,
2: it's networking stuff yeah, too. Cause there's yeah. still like people I, when, when I was in, in the office, when walking through people and seeing them in the hallway, it was like, I don't work yeah. with you anymore, but I got to know you mm-hmm. when I was an intern and I helped you out with like one of your projects, like a full-timer when I was an intern. So it's, and you still stop and say hi and get to know them. And then guess what? Six months later, maybe now you are working with them on a project and all of a sudden that whole work process goes way easier when you yeah. work with someone you know and you get along with. So it's kind of one of those, there's a lot of networking that goes on that can definitely help you all later down in in your career.
0: Couldn't have said that better, guys. You're exactly right. I think our students and interns get a preview and a forecast, uh, an understanding of what working at Dactronics would be like. And so it's it's such a powerful thing because then that student and also Dactronics can make a much more informed choice yep. about whether a full-time role at Dactronics is a fit for that individual, right? Mm-hmm. They know the company much better so they know what they're getting into. They they they're opting in at that point, right? right? And we also know as as the employer, we know some things about that individual's work style and habits and can make some more informed decisions that way too. So it's, it's a win-win for sure.
1: Right. And we've talked about a lot of different possibilities and, and openings and opportunities for, for employment today. Um, if, if people are listening and they're interested, once again, where would they go to find more information?
0: (laughs) com slash jobs, or even if you just go to com, you'll see at the very top of our website, a button that takes you to the job page. So, Just find the Dactronics website and you're golden. Um, you know, we didn't really talk much about other types of hiring as well. But of course, we do have other positions available. Uh, typically speaking, we, we generally have something available in other parts of the world outside of the United States as well. Today, um, we have an opening in an in, in, in Ireland. We have something in Sydney, Australia, and we have something in Tokyo, uh, Japan. Um, and that can change, right? But we typically have something that's outside of the United States that's open as well. Um, and then there are some other roles too. I didn't talk much about technician positions, but we do have technician openings. And they're also really crucial to our production operations. Um, and these would be individuals that have a two-year technical degree from, um, from a two-year institution an associate's degree in a technical field. And then they, they help us out with various, um, you know, like machine technician or electronic technician, process technician would help on the, on the uh, actual product flow lines. So those are a high need for Dactronics as well. I want to shout that
2: out there? Sure, mm-hmm. and, it all, and like like we say, we keep pushing the the link too because depending on when you're listening to us, if it's next week, week after, a job could come open by then. Right. So it's always you listen right. to a lot of the positions you've mentioned today, Leah, and then always go check out that that web page to see what are some of the latest ones. So definitely go on and explore around in there.
0: And when you go onto our website too, we have an option for people if you don't want to apply right now, if you're you're kind of interested, you're low-key interested, you want to think about it a while, we have an option for people to just upload a resume um, into our site. And that allows us to just kind of keep that person on our radar. We know oh, nice. some things about that individual. We can always reach out if we have something that opens up that looks like a fit for them. So that's something that folks can do too, if they get to that website. Cool.
1: Right. Sounds great. So uh, thank you, Leah, for, for coming on today and sharing about yeah. all the, the employment opportunities that are available at Dactronics.
0: You're very welcome. Thank you for having me.
1: You bet. Thanks, Leah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Daktronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes.